Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. How's everybody doing? You know you're getting cooler when your screen starts going down when you're talking. I mean, let's just, come on now. All right. Um, Well, good to see everyone. Uh, Did the Cowboys play today? I didn't even, I haven't even paid attention. I've just been following Jesus and focused on the Lord all day long, so I really haven't let any of that distract me. But um, any, and they're winning. Somebody's proud of them Cowboys. They, yeah, they needed one. Uh, yeah, but no, I'm just kidding. Hey, let's jump right in. If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to try not to, to waste too much time and utilize my time the, the best that I can. Uh, last week, well, actually two weeks ago, I started a, a message called uh, How God Disciples His People. And somewhere, I had four points, and somewhere in the first point, I started ranting, and I stayed in that rant for 40 straight minutes. Some of you are laughing because you were here. And uh, so I'm going to do my best to not do that and actually finish some of the things that I intended to, uh, to cover that night and so, or a couple nights ago. But this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, this, this message. I, you know, Cody talked about transition. Uh, I could have, for the last year, I could have gone forward for prayer, for transition. It has just been something interesting. In fact, I've been, if you were here a couple weeks ago, I even talked about this, um, the number 1111. Y'all hear when I talked a little bit about that number 1111? I've been seeing that number 11. It's just interesting because two times in my life, I've had this, and Cody, when he was back there in the, in the speaker's room talking to us about the number 11 and some of the things that the Lord had showed him about it and what it meant, I, was, I had never seen that before. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what this means. So uh, it, it really is something that we've been in the middle of. I've been in the middle of personally. We've been in the middle of as a church. Uh, this incredible transition. One of the ways you could look at the transition we're in, the transition even that you're in, uh, is that this transition of going from bearing fruit to bearing more fruit. Uh, and, and, and sometimes when you're going from, well, actually almost all the time, if you're gonna go from bearing fruit to bearing more fruit, somewhere in between those two stages is a, st- a, a stage or a season of cutting away. Anybody been in a season of cutting away? Just the other day, I love when you're in seasons, certain seasons where you're in the fight, you're in the middle of things, and you'll know it by how, how much you hurt sometimes. You ever notice that? Here's how I noticed that. The other day I went and played pickleball. Anybody ever played pickleball? Sounds funny, but you need to Google it because it is a man sport. Uh, for the, it sounds like it's not, but it is. And uh, pickleball is like ping pong and tennis had a baby. Uh, and it, it's, it's this cool little, it's this game, and I was having a blast. I, I played it one time, just for a few minutes, really, uh, not too long ago, and I was pretty hooked, and so some friends of ours in love were like, hey, we're, we're, we're pickleball players, uh, and like, when I say they're pickleball players, they are like in it to win it, like a little too in it, and so they asked us to come play the other day, and I, I just got to tell them myself, um, I'm, 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 I'm semi-athletic. I'm not fully athletic. Uh, I, I, I'm not as good as I once was. Uh, and so I'm semi-athletic these days. And so, and I'm not just used to losing a ton when it comes to athletic things. And so when I, I go to play pickleball and we start playing, and pickleball is not one of those sports where you can, 
uh, just let your, your athleticism can kind of get you by. No, like you actually have to know the strategy. You have to use some skill. And unlike some of the things I like to play, you cannot go 100%, 100% of the time. It's a little finessey. And so, uh, and I just was not getting it. And after three and a half hours, I'm, I'm, I'm very embarrassed to have to admit this. At, well, actually, after about two hours, this is what the people started saying. Hey, we got to keep playing so Braden can finally win a game. An hour and a half after that, I still had not won a game. And so after three and a half hours of my first pickleball, you know, really my first pickleball match, I just, I went home defeated. Uh, the song champion was not playing on my radio or my deal. And, but what's funny is that like the next day, it's as if a bunch of, it's as if someone beat on my feet all night long with a hammer. I woke up the next morning. Anybody ever been so sore? You're just like, how did that even happen? It's like, I knew I had done something because of how sore I was the next day. Then the, the second day sore, which is even worse than first day sore. And so second day sore, it was like, oh, I've been in, a, I've been in the middle of a battle. Sometimes you'll know if you've been in the middle of things by if you're actually in some pain. That's actually a good sign sometimes. Sometimes when you're going through some stuff, or when you're feeling some pain, you're feeling some pressure, you're feeling some of that stuff, you're, you're actually, it means you're actually doing something. It's, it's if you're never feeling any stress, if, it's, if you're never feeling any pressure, that would concern me. That would concern me. And I, I'm telling you, the last, few, the last several months, even the last year, year and a half even, uh, I think we felt that strain, we felt that pressure, knowing that God was taking us not from a, from a season, not just of bearing fruit, but bearing more fruit into bearing much fruit. And, and a lot of it centers around some of this right here. It's simple scripture. We read it last week uh, or a couple weeks ago. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples. Turn to your neighbor and say, make disciples. Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I, I propose to you we were never called to be church attenders. And that'd be the end of our expression as believers. And I'll also tell you, it's very easy if you're not careful to fall into a pattern. You know, Leanne was talking about systems, falling into systems. You can get into this system where this is, this is what Christianity is. This is what Christians do. This is the program. This is the system. It's all mapped out. It's nice and tidy. I just propose to you that that's actually not what being a disciple uh, is And we got to ask sometimes very simple questions. Why is this so important? Well, first of all, what is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Jesus. When Jesus was uh, recruiting his disciples, we call them disciples now, but when he was recruiting people, what he did is he went to them and said, hey, follow me. Follow me, and then what? I will make you. So in the following, something happened to them. In the following, they were made into something. something. And so I love how it says this. Therefore, go and make disciples. There's, there's something to be made here. We're supposed to be partnering, co-laboring with Christ in this, in this making process. But again, why, why, is this, why is following Jesus, why is, in other words, for disciple is an imitator, a follower or an imitator. And that's one of the things that he tells us to do. Go and make followers. Go and make imitators. Jesus told the disciples, follow me. Why is it so important that we follow? Very simple statement, following Jesus leads to believing Jesus, and believing Jesus leads to power. Following Jesus 
leads to believing Jesus, and believing Jesus leads to power. If you you get nothing else, just remember that little phrase. Following leads to believing, and believing leads to power. If, If you were to follow me around for a year, and when I say follow, not like the Instagram follow where we just put up the things that we want you to see, the things that we're proud of people seeing, the things that we think make you think good things about us. Not, not that kind of following, but if you were to follow me personally for a year, uh, you'd learn a lot about me. You'd, you'd really, really, really get to know me. You'd get to know how I handled certain situations. You, not, you wouldn't just, you, not just the things that are on the podcast, not just the things that you preach from a platform or, or anything like that. No, you'd actually get to see when, when, when someone pulls up to a stoplight, the light turns green, and they sit there for 13 seconds. You'd get to see how I feel about that. <laughs> this actually happened on the way to church, and it was right here in downtown. We were, we were on, and, and I, I yelled, and I said, oh, my gosh, it's green. And then they... <laughs> Then they turned into our parking lot here. I won't tell you who you are, but you need to go when the light turns green. Um. (laughs) You'd actually get to see, you'd actually get to see not who I have told you I was, or who I wish that I was, you'd actually get to see. If you followed me for a, for a long time, you'd get to see who I actually was. You'd get to see me in enough situations, in, an, in enough scenarios, you could actually start to make um, um, decisions, and I mean very concrete decisions about who I am. You'd start to be able to make very concrete decisions about how trustworthy I am. If you watched how I handled people for a long enough time or how I handled my money or how I handled my wife or how I handled my kids, sooner or later, later you would start to realize, okay, this, this is who he is. This is who, and that's, and he might have wished he was better, but this is who he actually is. Following makes you believe certain things. Now, I want you to imagine now if you followed someone who never lost their cool when people sat at a green light for 13 seconds. What if you, what if you were following someone, you're following someone in every single situation, they literally never let you down. They never lost their cool. They never didn't walk in love, yet they also never didn't not tell, or not tell the truth either. It was this weird thing. It's like, yeah, he, he seemed to have this incredible way or, or to, to speak the truth, but he did it in such love that, man, they didn't even realize that they were, what, what he was doing. And, and what if every time you followed someone, they were never off, not even one degree? That's what was happening to these disciples that, that Jesus recruited. He said, hey, I want you to follow me. I want you, that's, that's really the only requirement he gave them. He said, just follow, just follow and not even just follow, imitate. Follow and imitate, follow and imitate. Why could Jesus say follow so, so boldly? Because here's what, here, he didn't even tell them believe. Have you ever noticed that? Their journey, I want you to think about this. In church, we say, in the New Covenant, we say that your journey with Jesus, your journey with Jesus begins when you decide to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus was sent to earth. This is just, you're gonna have to bear with me for a little bit because this is gonna take me a minute to get there. It, it starts with believing in Jesus. 
it starts with, it starts with believing that he's the son of God, that he was sent to earth, that he died on a cross and took away our sin. It's interesting how our, our, our Christian, the way we look at Christian, Christianity today, it starts with believing. And yet the disciples, it didn't even start with believing. It started with following. Why did Jesus say just follow? Because if you follow that man, you cannot help but to believe. You cannot help but to believe. Some of you in here, there are aspects of Christianity that you just don't know if you believe. Can we be honest and say, raise your hand if that's you. Man, I, I know it's in the Bible. See, some of you are like, I don't think, can you say that in church? It's like, can I say I don't know if I believe or not? I'll, let me say it a different way. Every single one of us in here, every single one of y'all in here, myself included, there are aspects that it's like, me. That's the, that's the uh, international sound for unbelief. Me. Jesus said, told his disciples, follow me and I will make you. Sometimes, the decision we have to make as Jesus followers, as disciples, is not to believe everything before we'll follow. It's to follow knowing that our following leads to believing. He, Jesus, is perfect. His word, it never fails. Anything that he says, it can't be trusted. Following Jesus leads to believing Jesus, and believing Jesus leads to power. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need power. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I need power. Why? What, what is this? What is the purpose? Why, would, why is power important? Mark eleven twenty three 23 says this. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain, whoever. Let me talk to you about these whoever's. These whoever's were not pre-selected. <laughs> this whoever can be whoever. Anybody can be a whoever. You can be a whoever. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but what? Believes but believes that those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Who's, who's, who's got the power to, who are these whosoevers that have the power to speak to mountains? It's the whosoever believes. Not whoever just knows, not whoever comes to church, not whoever's seen their mama say something and it worked. There was, that, that, there was one of them little whoever situations in the Bible where there, there, was a, there was a demon and the disciples tried to cast out this demon and it didn't work. Didn't, didn't work out so hot for the, the disciples. The, the, the dad ended up coming to Jesus. Hey man, can you, can you fix this? Your disciples couldn't do it. It wasn't just that they knew who Jesus was. 
It wasn't even that they had not seen Jesus cast out demons before. They had repeated what they had seen, but they did not get the result. They tried to speak to the mountain, and the mountain did not get up and go into the sea. They tried to speak to the devil, and he did not come out of the, 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 the little boy. What's the point I'm making? It's not just the whosoever's know th- certain things or whosoever's go to church or whatever. It's whosoever believes. Believes. It's the belief that creates the power. It's the belief that creates the power. Where does the belief come from? Following. Following creates believing, and believing creates power. Mark 16, 17 and 18 says, and these signs shall follow who? Those who what? Those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Let's just, let's just let some of this sit for just a second because you may be in here today and you've been told something different about some of these things. That when it comes to casting out demons or speaking in tongues, or, that maybe this has been pre-selected. That the, that the demon caster outers have been somehow pre-selected. That the speaking in tongues people have been pre-selected. It's not what my Bible says. It doesn't say these signs shall follow the pre-selected. It says these signs shall follow those who, what? Believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. I, well, I'll just say it very plainly. We, we, we have enough Christians that know about Jesus. But, and I don't know if you know this, have noticed in our country that we're supposed to be one nation under God. It's what our dollar bills say. We're supposed to be one nation under God. I just, if, we're, if, we're, if we are not, bear with me because I'm, I've been getting lots of emails here lately or lots of stuff where people don't always believe with what I preach and that is fascinating to me, but. I, I just think that if we're, if we're one nation under God and we're not just one under nation, one nation under God in terms of a nation that knows who God is, what if we were one nation that believed God, actually believed him, actually believed him, I just wonder because the Bible says that when you believe him, those who believe, there's some things that come with them, casting out demons, speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick, and they actually do recover. Do you understand that signs, wonders, and miracles are actually for the unbeliever? So I propose to you that you're following Jesus isn't just about following Jesus, that you're Jesus is about you getting some belief and actually believing the things that you read, believing the things that you heard, so that the belief turns into the power, and the power produces the signs, and the signs produce more believers. This, this is actually not, for so long, teaching about signs, wonders, miracles, spiritual gifts, things like that, the, the powerful stuff, the, the crazy stuff, it was for the, the mature. It was almost like it was deemed as like, that's, that's for mature people. No, I, I propose to you, it's for, to people for for people to get mature so that they can help the immature. 
It's the believers. The believers. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a believer. You gotta, you gotta forgive me. I've been, I've been watching a lot of T.D. Jakes lately. And so I'm like getting the crowd all involved. I'm gonna bring my rag next time. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know about that. A friend of mine, I told him lately, I was like, man, I just, I can't believe I say this. I've just, the Lord's been having me watch T.D. Jakes, and I was talking to a friend of mine from Florida the other day, and I just, I don't know, there's something about T.D. Jakes' ministry that's just been ministering to me lately, and I hadn't told really anybody. Actually, I hadn't told anybody. And this friend of mine, we were talking on the phone the other day, and he said, hey, I, I just feel like the Lord's compelling me to tell you to watch this message by T.D. Jakes uh, and from 1997 at, in Azusa. And he said, but it's, this wasn't, this wasn't regular, this wasn't T.D. Jakes, this was Skinny Jakes. This was back when Jakes was Skinny Jakes. I just, I, I've just been so encouraged, and, I, and I'll just be honest with you, like, I, I, I get this sense, this is what, I, this is what happened this, this morning even. I just got this sense, well, first of all, my study time was a little bit odd, it was a little bit awkward, because I'm still trying to navigate how do you live in one city and have a church in another one, or trying to get another church started in Lubbock, and how do you do all the things, and uh, I've put 20,000 miles on my truck in six months, which is lots of, lots of driving, trying to get back and forth and do all the things. One of the things I don't have is, a, is an office yet. And so trying to figure out how I study, where I study, and all those things. Well, this morning I got up and uh, about 6.30, went down to a uh, Starbucks that's in a uh, Market Street. And I, I had just forgot that when I start studying, I, I don't just read and memorize stuff. I try to get in the presence of God because I don't want to preach anything to you that doesn't move me. So I just try to get in the middle of it till I get moved. And then if it moves me, I just pray that it moves you. And so I, I get over there and I, it was just interesting because of some things I've been working on. But I, I got there and I'm, I'm in my, I'm in kind of my, my, my sweatpants and a sweatsuit and I put some earbuds in so I can kind of focus, turn on a little light worship music. And I literally read the first scripture. I read the first scripture and the presence of God just hit me so much that I just began to weep. And I was like, oh, this is not the time for this. I'm like in the middle of the restaurant and I, and I just got this overwhelming sense because I had a lot of things to say, but it was like the Lord wouldn't even get me to my first point because he said, I just need my people to believe. And it started with me. I don't know. I said, I'll, I'll just say it. 2020 has been discouraging at times. I, I, it's been discouraging. I mean, I'll just be really, really honest with you. This, it, just Christianity in general has been discouraging with this whole election I'm, I'm just being really honest with you. The prophets have said this. Prophets are prophesying this is gonna happen. And it don't look like it's gonna happen. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And I'll be honest with you, I talked to a friend of mine who he happens to be, his dad's one of the most known prophets in the world, really. And he came hunting with me last week. That's why I wasn't here last week. I took him hunting and I said, hey man, like, does your dad know, like, can y'all figure this thing out and tell us? Because I don't even know can all the prophets like get together and like say the same thing maybe, you know? It's just, you, sometimes you can just get discouraged. The Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. What does that mean? You could be doing the right thing and still get weary. If he has to tell you don't, you could be right in the middle of doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, hey, just believe. Just believe. Keep believing. I'm like, Lord, I've been believing. Just keep believing. Lord, I've been praying for my spouse to give their life to the Lord. Okay, keep believing. 
But I've been praying for my kids to quit acting cray-cray. They probably won't, but keep believing, you know. I'm just kidding. Just keep believing. It's such a simple, it's such a simple thing. Just believe. Just believe. Don't just know the word. Follow, following Jesus makes you believe. Following someone who's perfect makes you believe. Disciples, that's what I put, that's what I wrote. Disciples follow. Followers are discipled into believing disciples. Last week I just, I touched on this. Um, ways we're discipled by God. I said I wasn't gonna rant. Somehow 30 minutes has gone by and I hadn't even got to my first point. Ways we're discipled by God. Last week I talked about this. It's very simple. But disciples are discipled. Followers of Jesus, one of the ways we're discipled is, is we don't just follow abstract things and theories. We actually follow the word. Jesus disciples us with his, his word. Say scripture. Uh, somebody texted me, it was Jamie. I, 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 we got to get them shirts made, Jamie, wherever he's at. I think he's probably in here. Jamie was like, hey, I had a great idea. Uh, this phrase, I just, it's been something I've been saying a little bit here lately. No matter what you hear, what you hear someone say is this is the way it should be done. Here's the way you parent kids. Here's, here, this is about marriage. These are things you, get, you can do before marriage and God doesn't really care. Remember we talked about that one a couple weeks ago and got really awkward in here. Um, no. Develop this, get this, this sentence seared into your soul. Show me the scripture. Show me the scripture. God does not do anything apart from his word. John 1, 1, in the, where? The beginning was what? The word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. You have to wrap your head around this. Reading the scripture out loud is like God speaking to you anytime you need a word from God. Some of you are like, I need a word from God. I need a word from God. Here's a a word from God. Read your Bible. You have lots of words from God. It's so easy, so easy to get distracted by so many different things and forget the simplest thing. Just read your Bible. Just read your Bible. It's like it's old school saying that anymore. Just, just read. Oh, is this law, Pastor? You're preaching the law. No, I'm not preaching the law. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to teach you how to get disciple. <laughs> and the words of the, the Bible is the word of God. How are you supposed to know what to follow? The Bible is one of those. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. Not just to know the word, but believe the word. And do the word. We read this in James 1. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, you just got to look at it. Everybody, anybody ever seen that? Just, just, would you just look at it? Just, oh, just, get your, just get your Bible out. Just look at it. Would you just look at it? Sorry. I digress. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one is blessed in what he does. Who don't want to be blessed? Who don't want to be blessed? It's not just about knowing the word. It's about reading the word, 
believing the word and doing the word. I won't go any further on that. I want to talk to you very briefly. It says I get to talk to you for two minutes and 14 seconds. I don't believe that. Um, and neither do you. Number two, the number two way, the number two way that God disciples us, this is a fun one, and I can't even unpack all of it. We'll probably get to some of this next week. He disciples us by his spirit. He disciples us by his spirit. At one point, Jesus, gathered, right before he was crucified, Jesus gathered up his disciples. The Last Supper, actually. And he starts to talk to them about, hey, it's actually, uh, I, I got to let you guys in on a little something. I'm actually, I'm out of here. <laughs> My time's done here but it's actually the best thing for you that I leave. Now imagine you've been following Jesus and you've seen him do everything he said he would do. You've seen signs, you've seen wonders, you've seen miracles, you've seen love, you've seen compassion, you've seen evangelism, you've seen it all. And that man tells you it's actually good for me to leave, there's no way you could believe that. And, he's, and he goes on and says, Here, here's why it's good for me to go. Because if I don't go, the father won't send the comforter. Wait, also known as, where do you meet this guy? You think I'm amazing? Where do you meet this guy? Here's what, he, here's what he says, John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him. No, he starts to describe in the Holy Spirit. It says you can't see him. They don't know him. But you know him. Notice he didn't say you see him. He says the world can't see him and they don't know him. But you, you can't see him either, but you know him. <laughs> he is the unseen version of God. Wrap your head around that. He's the unseen version of God. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be where? In you. In you. He dwells with you. But it's not just that he'll be with you. He will be in you. It's this incredible thing that happens when we give our life to the Lord. The blood of Jesus, the perfect blood of Jesus washes, because we're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And when you're born again, it's not your soul that gets saved, even though we sing that, then sings my soul, your, or salvation of my soul. We say that, that's actually, it's actually, there's so many different words for the inside of a man in the Bible. Your heart, your soul, your innermost being. There's all these different things, and I think that sometimes you can get confused with that. You're a three-part being, spirit, soul and body you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body what happened when you were born again is the blood of Jesus cleansed your spirit and made your spirit perfect oh, your, your spirit's almost like the thing that when you get to heaven it's not the perfect soul that they're after it's not the perfect body they're after it's that perfect spirit that, you, that they're after that's how you get to heaven are you perfect perfect in spirit. Jesus perfected you in spirit so that he could join with your spirit the actual spirit of God. Wrap your head around that. The, the God spirit himself and your spirit are married. They, are, they have become one. They are, he, the spirit of God is now on the inside of you. And Jesus says, I, when, I, when I send this, when the Father sends this helper, 
he goes into describing him. And if you gotta go back in there and read John chapters 14, 15, 16, all throughout there, if you just read all through that. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. And every now and then as he's talking, he'll say, and the helper or the advocate or the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he uses different words in there. And he, and he gives you other things that he'll do. And one of the things he says, he'll teach you all things. Did you know that some of the teaching that you need, some of the teaching that you need, you're only gonna ever get if you learn to listen to this. This. Well, how will I know? You won't. It's called faith. The word you know. You can read the word. And there's something that happens when you start with just that level of faith in terms of, I read that word and it said, this is how I'm supposed to treat my wife. I read that and I, this is what it said I was supposed to do with my kids. And, and I read that and this is what it said I was supposed to do with my money. And, and it's very, very black and white. Let me just tell you, the Holy Spirit, not so black and white. It's this little voice on the inside. It's that unseen thing. And just as much as God wants you to learn how to follow the, the written word of God, he wants you to learn how to follow that still small voice on the inside of you. Here's what's crazy about this still small voice. You'll never know for sure that you heard God until you think you've heard God do it. Then he confirms what? His word with signs that go where? Remember the signs don't lead. The Bible says he confirms his word with signs that follow. God confirms his word with signs that follow. What are they following? You doing something that you're not 100% sure about. <laughs> that's how you learn, that's how you start to hone in on, ah, is this, I think I got this thing on the inside of me and I, and I don't have time to go into the full teaching because the Holy Spirit, he never says anything opposite of the word. He will never speak. The Holy Spirit will never say anything to you. In other words, that thing where it says, hey, look, I know that the, the, I know that the Bible says the tithe, you don't have to do that anymore. Hey, I know that the Bible says this. The Holy Spirit's never gonna say, nah, that was, that's old school. God has progressed. That's what a lot of people are hearing. They, their, their thoughts, there's something on the inside that says, well, God's, God's progressive, he's, he's progressed. He's not so hardcore about certain things anymore. What, you mean the, 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 the God that the Bible says is the same yesterday, today, <laughs> and forever? He's progressed, he's changed somehow? says he'll teach you all things. He'll, and it also says he'll remind you of what Jesus said. Love, what I love about the Godhead is they're always pointing to each other. They're always pointing to each other. Such humility. You wanna see somebody who's mature? Find some, get, you, wanna be, you wanna be discipled by someone who's mature? Get around people who are not pointing at themselves. Not always saying, well, let me tell you what I did. You're not gonna believe this, but it was incredible. Godhead, Jesus always saying, it ain't me, it's my Father. I only do what I see him do. I only say what I hear him say. And then, what, then the Holy Spirit shows up, and what does he do? That Jesus, man, he's amazing. Just do what he said. <laughs> it's like they're always pointing at each other. I'll, I'll start wrapping it up with this. At some point, when it, when it comes to being discipled by the Spirit of God, you're going to have to choose to believe that the Spirit of God is on the inside of you leading you, guiding you, and you're going to have to take a leap of faith and do something that you have no natural proof is even God. No natural proof. I, you can practice this if you, if, you, if you really want, you can practice this. I'll close with this story because this is, this is, it meant the world to me. Because uh, I'll, I'll just be really honest with you. There were times, especially when I was 
uh, moved to Midland, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, whatever it was. And the Lord, I was a pastor of a church at the, for the first time in my life. And I was just dealing with a lot of insecurity and different things and a desire to be, uh, to be a great leader and to be a good leader. And uh, the, the guy that was here before me at the church I came to, he was incredible. And I'm like, well, I can't give him the B team. I mean, how sucky will that be? I, mean, I know I said sucky, but now I said it twice. Uh, um, but I just didn't want to be that guy. And so, I mean, I was just really hungry for some things. And, and I was like, man, I want to, I want to, I want to hear God. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want to give words of wisdom. I want to give words of knowledge. I want to learn how to know that I'm, what I'm hearing is God. If I'm going to stand up on the stage and say, oh, someone, I feel like Cody, I get up, toothache in your top, top right. Keith, last week, we had, a, we had a guy in here last week, and Keith called out some, there were some incredible things. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to call out things, and, but I just want to know that I'm, what I'm hearing, and and it just, the most incredible thing happened. I just, something came to me. I'm like, well, in baseball, if I wanted to be able to hit a home run, you know what I did? I practiced. I just practiced. And I didn't hit a home run every time I swung in practice, but enough practice, and the next thing you know, you start hitting home runs. You, you just got to practice. Like anything else, you got to practice. And so I started trying to practice hearing God, and I would practice on inconsequential things. And I, we got into this thing where uh, my wife and I, we were going to the movie, we'd go to the movies, and I'd say, hey, you know when you go to the movies? Well, back when we could go to the movies, um, they made movies. You'd walk in, to the, and, and your, your theater was, they'd hand them your ticket and say, sir, your theater's either on the right or the left. You got a 50% chance of guess, getting it right if you try to guess. So it's this, I narrowed it down. I was like, hey, let's, let's practice hearing God. I said, you know they're going to get our ticket, and they're going to tell us your theater's this way, sir, or your theater's that way, sir. And I said, how cool would it be is if we could just guess which side of the theater our, our, our movie was on? And we'll just park over there by that. You know that exit where you don't have to follow everybody else, that exit on the side? You can just park right there and get away from the crowd. I was like, that's what we're going to do. So we started practicing. And I was like, hey, we, what side do you think? I think it's the left. Oh, I, was, I, I was thinking left too. We go park over there. And it was like that thing, like when they're going to get our ticket, we're like, come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus. <laughs> Something so simple. Can, can I just say this? Hearing God, it begins with actually wanting to hear God. Sometimes you just got to want to. Sometimes you say, man, I really want this. I really want this. I, I, do you? Man, I, I really want to hear God. And so I, we did this for a while. And one day we were leaving a date. And some of you heard this story, but it's a good story. Just act like you've never heard it before. Um, I was just like, man, honey, we left the, we left the restaurant. I said, hey, let's, let's pick sides. She's like, I'm just not can we just go to the movie? And I was like, I just can't. I just, I want, I want to play this game one more time. I was like, and she's like, all right, you play. I, you just drop me off the front and then you go figure out what God's saying. So I, so I dropped her off the front. Well, actually, before I got there, this is what happened. I said, I was like, our Lord. And, and, and up to that point, the Lord had been leading me with just, I'd give a thought. Like I'd have a, I just think I heard left or I think I heard right or, or I, you know, I, even, I think once I even had, my left hand started kind of burning like it had been asleep. You know, when your hand's asleep, it kind of has that burn. All of a sudden, my, it was like, oh, maybe it's the left hand. So, and man, it was incredible how, how God was just, uh, he honored it. I'll be honest with you, he honored it. It was just so spot on so many times and it was just incredible. And so we're, we're in this process and I was, our Lord, left or right? And I didn't hear anything and I didn't feel anything. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, I just got this vision of this red convertible with a black soft top and I could even see little tears on the, it was bizarre. It was even these little tears on the soft top. 
Leanne's like, what are you getting? I was like, man, this is bizarre. I was like, I didn't get nothing. But all of a sudden, I just got this image in my head of a red soft top convertible. And um, so I was like, she said, well, just drop me off and maybe just go find that red car. So I, I parked and I drove that parking lot. I was like, oh, this is this is this. It's got to be it. Made one lap, no red soft top convertible. Made another lap, no red soft top convertible. And I was like, Jesus, can you just put a red soft top convertible in the parking lot? Just help me out. And I was kind of on one of my last laps. Like, ah, and sure enough, go ahead and pull up that picture. I see this car. Notice how it's kind of tattered. And I'm telling you right now, I just erupted in tears. That was the prettiest ugly car I'd ever seen in my life. I'm like, it was just incredible. It was like, and I, I took this picture and just wiping tears out of my face all the way into the movie theater and trying to get to the, my seat. And I'm just, I just couldn't believe it. It was just, and I get there and Leanne's like, what happened? I was this. And I, show, I showed her the picture of the car. Then she's crying. And it, it's just, I'm, I'm telling you, something happens to you when you realize I heard God. I'm hearing God. You're never gonna hear God unless you, want to, unless you really wanna hear God. You're not gonna get good at it at least. Sometimes God just interrupts and it's just, it is what it is. But if you wanna get proficient at it, if you wanna get good at it, practice listening to this voice on the inside and start with things that are, I've watched people do this and make big old, big old mistakes where they're like, well, I'm believing God for this and I'm believing God is gonna heal my cancer and we're not doing any medicine and da, 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 and they've never believed God for a headache to go away. And all of a sudden they got all this faith for cancer and raising the dead and they're even gonna practice on their kids. I know kids that have lost their hearing because mom and dad were believing God. We're not going to get antibiotics. Hey, go get antibiotics and pray. Some of y'all said antibiotics. I could tell I stepped on one right there. I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. Wasn't a political statement. Just trying to preach Jesus. Practice. 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 The Bible says, He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness will be filled. I propose, He who hungers and thirsts to hear God will hear God, and they'll get really good at it. And they'll get so good at it that one day they'll look up and they'll realize, oh my gosh, I've been being discipled by this still small voice on the inside of me. He's been teaching me things by this still small voice that's on the inside of me. There's more power ever in my life because I've been following this still small voice that's on the inside of me. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.